Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. This is one of those more interesting parables that Jesus likes to give. And it's one that we can kind of struggle to understand. It's interesting, if you actually were to look up what this means, it was an old ancient wedding game that the Jewish people would play in that time. But it's a little different for us to hear it. Why are these virgins waiting for the bridegroom? Why did five of them not think to bring enough oil? And why, if the other five had such a great surplus of oil, were they so greedy and didn't share it? After all, Jesus calls us to live lives of generosity. We are called to give of our surplus to those who need it more than we do. And so if those five virgins were so wise to not only bring enough oil, but to have enough to even share, then why didn't they? What if we saw it this way? What if they couldn't share their oil? They give a logical reason. They were afraid of running out for themselves. But there still is the problem. They had a surplus, but they couldn't give of it. I think it'd be better if we were to maybe tweak with this parable a little bit, with still keeping the central message of it. As we know with parables, they're full of imagery. And one of the central images in this parable is the oil. Many commentators will remark that this parable, the oil is an image of faith. Because as we know, faith can oftentimes be a very abstract thing. And so what Jesus does so well is he gives us things that are more tangible, more concrete to see these abstract terms. So in this case, the oil is faith. So when the five foolish ones run out of their oil, they beg help from the wise to give them some of their oil. But they cannot share their oil because it's not theirs to give. Because faith is a gift from God. We can't just, they, can't, they could not just give it away. It was theirs. So if we replace 
oil with faith, this parable can make a little bit more sense. All ten had the faith to go out and keep vigil for the bridegroom. The bridegroom, of course, in this story is an image of our Lord. But he was delayed, and so they became a little drowsy. But then he finally came. All were surprised. All probably got up in a hurry. But five of them found themselves without enough faith. They had let that little oil of faith that they had left extinguish that fire of love in their lamps, that fire of love in their hearts. And they were told, go find it yourself. Go find your own faith. And when they did, they had run out of time. And the time came for the bridegroom to come. Those who were found without faith, with faith entered the feast And those who did not have the faith when the time was right were locked out. They were denied the banquet. It's a very tragic parable if we think about it, because half of them are denied. But the sad reality is this parable is very true in our world today. I'm sure that we know many people in our lives who have let that flame of love die out in their hearts because they have forgotten their faith. They let that oil of faith just deplete any sort of flame that they had, and they fall away from our Lord. And of course, the most troubling is this can happen to any one of us. Maybe it already has. Sadly enough, it even happens to our Lord's priests his priests often find themselves overworked, underappreciated, and lacking in any grace or support to help them in their work. They deplete their oil so low to the point that they would wake up one morning and suddenly realize that they do not serve a loving Lord because they've lost their faith in him. And sadly, many of them just leave the priesthood itself. In my time in seminary, and I started in 2018, the Archdiocese of Indianapolis has seen six priests either take leave of absences or leave their ministry altogether. If you can do the math, that means at least one per year. Sometimes there's been more. Our priests are vulnerable to losing their oil of faith, as we all are. And so this Sunday, our Lord asks us to look at this particular part of our life. To consider not only our own oil of faith and how full or how not so full it may be, but also the oil of faith of our priests and the people of the Archdiocese of Indianapolis itself. And how we might work to help others fill their oil of faith while not depleting our own. Last time I was here, we heard an appeal from St. Elizabeth's Catholic Charities here in New Albany, a group who comes to the aid of expectant mothers, who I'm sure many of them have very little faith left in their hearts because they're in the most direst of situations. There are other charities and organizations that funds from the United Catholic Appeal support 
that care not only for the physical needs of God's people here in this archdiocese, but more important, those spiritual needs, to make sure that they too do not find themselves without faith when the bridegroom calls for them. I can also think of my own time in seminary at St. Meinrad. We are constantly being told to keep an eye out and to stand guard of our hearts and to make sure we keep watch over that flame of that is our vocation and to keep it fueled with faith and constantly refuel our oil of faith through prayers and devotions, most specifically participation in the Holy Sacraments, especially the Holy Mass. I myself am a beneficiary of the good work that the United Catholic Appeal does because it helped give me six years of great, insightful, and long-lasting formation at St. Meinrad. And this formation will not only help me bring others to Christ so that he may fill their oil of faith, but it has given me the foresight to see where I might slip up or the times when I too need to refill my own oil of faith. And also through the works of the United Catholic Appeal, each priest in our diocese is able to make a retreat each year to go off and spend time with the Lord without having to worry about any expenses that might occur from doing this and focus entirely on spending time with him, refreshing their soul, filling that oil in their hearts with faith that will sustain them for the year to come in their ministry. And of course, there's also those priests who have retired, who have given their wife, who have given their life and worked tirelessly to fill the oil of faith in the souls of this archdiocese. In its work, the United Catholic Appeal does what those virgins couldn't do. It helped provides means to bring people to Christ who fills them with the oil of faith. And so I would ask that as we come to the end of this time of appeal in this Intention Sunday, that you will please open your hearts to this. Again, we cannot give of our own faith, but we can certainly help provide other resources to help fill the faith of those in this archdiocese. When we give ourselves to this work, whether it be directly in our work of evangelization, which we are all called to do by bringing people to Jesus, or indirectly by giving our support to organizations that do this work. We work for two things. First, we work for filling our own hearts with faith, with that precious oil of faith. When we give ourselves to prayer, when we come to the sacrifice of the Holy Mass every Sunday, and receive the most holy body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we allow it to transform our lives into a life that is holy, and we offer all that we are and all that we do to Jesus, we make sure that when he does call us, when that bridegroom does call us, and we know he will, as it's said in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he will call us, we will not be caught off guard and also when we help others too, we make sure that they will not be caught off guard as well. And we all find a loving bridegroom, our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who invites us to enter into his banquet. And this will be the pervading, prevailing theme as we go on through these last few weeks of ordinary time and as we prepare to go into the season of Advent. Our readings will challenge us to draw closer to Jesus, now more than ever, to let him into our hearts and to see him in the hearts of our brothers and sisters and to desire, work, and most especially pray fervently and earnestly for God's holy people that no one, no one will be caught off guard when he calls all of us to the wedding feast of eternity.